It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. <laughs> hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. <laughs> All right, uh, welcome in, everybody. We've got uh, Philip the Rep Pilkington producing. You got uh, the great P Man here with you. Uh, it is our uh, Patrick Johnson show here on the flagship of the Pirates 94 3, the game. Uh, nice to have you along with us uh, here for the, uh, for the cruise today uh, here on 94 3, the game, the IBX media app, 943thegame.com, all of our video streaming platforms. We have a brand new uh, setup with our microphone. Pilk, is this sounding good? Is this coming across all right? Yeah, Tell it sounds, me, Pilk. sounds a lot better. I like it. Does it really? Yeah. Okay, earlier you said it sounded echoey, but you say now it sounds better. Okay. You had you had a magic snap of your fingers on your end, Patrick, and it, and it stopped. It was something you did. Well, you know, you know, Philip, I'm, I'm magical in many ways. So uh, it is great to have you with us. Uh, not a whole lot going on today, you know, in the world of sports per se, right, Philip? I mean, there's stuff, but there's not like <gasps> anything that's, you know, big. Uh, we do have our Houston huddle coming up, so we'll hear from Mike Houston. We have some sound from some of the Pirate players today as well. Uh, tomorrow, we'll talk college football with Doug Martin. And uh, then on Thursday, we'll uh, visit with Jim Zoki, but also Brian Mull, uh, golf writer at large, will be with us to preview the Ryder Cup. I guess Pilk has some info on that coming up. Do you think, Pilk, this is the year the Americans finally break the, uh, the, the, the losing skid over in Europe? I don't know. I it's, don't. Yeah. I don't. I, I just, I'm not seeing the continuity right now. I think there's still some tension the whole live thing and it was really unclear who was even gonna be on the roster up until like right at right. the deadline which is not normal and i don't think they picked the they didn't pick the best golfers they didn't i agree pick the guys who are playing the best they pick buddies yeah and i mean look if i could take some of my buddies on a european vacation back in the day i probably would have done it but i mean if you're serious about winning anyway we'll get more on that uh, Friday, we just confirmed uh, Christy Overton Johnson will be with us. Uh, she'll be with us in our morning taping. Uh, Ron Cook, who is the uh, man who has uh, done a wonderful job of turning around the culture of the Farmville Central football program, will also join us uh, that day. Uh, before we go any further with everything, and there is a couple things I want to talk about, mainly from, from last week and yesterday. But uh, one of the uh, really, really great radio men in North Carolina uh, has uh, passed earlier in the month. Uh, my friend Mike Blackman died on April, on uh, September 8th. And uh, uh, Mike was uh, a really good mentor and friend to me. Uh, he was on WPTF. Even back before then, he was on uh, uh, some of the music stations in Raleigh. I think QDR before it was uh, country. He was on it back in the day as Johnny Dark. Uh, I, they probably won't air it, but, uh, I did a huge, uh, show on, uh, Mike's career and life, uh, when he retired and, uh, WPTF has the rights to that, obviously. And it's in their archives. 
I would hope they'd air some of it. Uh, hopefully they did. But, uh, yeah, really uh, unfortunate to hear that. Mike taught me uh, things that applied in newscasting that actually apply in the shows here or our coverage here uh, and that sort of thing. So uh, any updates we do, anything like that, uh, uh, a lot of that is kind of based in the roots of uh, the great Mike Blackman. So uh, may he rest in peace. And I, I just wanted to say that here before we got too far uh, down the road, because Mike was uh, truly one of a kind, truly one of a kind. Philip, have you ever heard me say, uh, have you heard of Google to you guys when you ask me something? Yeah, I have. have. you ever heard me say that? That's a Mike Blackman line. A caller came uh. in, was asking him a question, and Blackman was getting irritated with the caller and, and said, have you heard of Google? And slammed the phone down. And these were old phones. <laughs> See, I never knew that. that now it's even more funny when you say it. I, I mean, I figured there was some story behind it. It wasn't just you right. doing a funny voice. But, hey, now I'll appreciate it a little better right. the next time I hear you say it. Yeah. So when you hear me say, have you heard of Google? That's a little ode to Mike Blackman there. But he, he taught me quite a bit. And look, stuff I used when I worked for ABC News. I mean, that's... Just one-on-one stuff that Mike uh, taught me uh, were, were, were applicable then. Okay, um, so the High School Athletic Association, uh, there's a, reading from a newspaper article here, a controversial state Senate bill that hands over much of the oversight of the high school, of high school athletics to the State Board of Education cleared the General Assembly Friday. The NC High School Athletic Association, which has overseen interscholastic sports since 1913 called the potential removal of its oversight quote a dark day for high school sports in north carolina uh this is senate bill 452 it was amended friday morning on the house floor to insert much of the language from senate bill 636 which had stalled in the house since may uh, sb 452's primary purpose has been as an you as an nc insurance department omnibus bill the House passed the revamped version, 6743. Senate approved it 43 zip. Uh, the Senate bill has been sent to the governor who has 10 days to sign it or veto it or it'll become law. If it becomes law, the measure would go into effect July 1st so for the 24-25 school year. Uh, sponsors of SB 636 have claimed their legislation is necessary to close what they consider loopholes for a four-year more um, memorandum between the uh, State Board of Education and the NCHSAA that started with the 23-24 school year. Those loopholes included banning transgender children from playing the sport of the gender they identify with, as well as establishing an eligibility appeal process to a planned state education committee that would allow for direct appeals by students and their parents. It also keeps language that would allow the State Board of education to regulate name image and likeness deals for high school athletes rather than the nchsaa uh q tucker said that she was blindsided and disappointed with the actions of our state legislators now uh we probably could have gotten should have gotten rob maloney on today and we probably uh may get him on soon on this uh it really depends on what the governor's going to do, but obviously if lawmakers want to pass this, they're going to veto what the governor does because they've got a veto-proof uh, majority uh, in uh, in the uh, legislature. So the thing I find, is, does the High School Athletic Association need some uh, cleaning up and modernizing of some of its practices and a little more sunshine? Sure, absolutely it does. But, uh, 
you know, I, I see both sides of this. I see where you don't want, uh, you know, government officials making these decisions. But I think the model of the NCHSAA, the appeals thing is very big. Uh, and that has been how they've done it dating back to the Charlie Adams days. And the other thing that is, uh, there's just not a lot of insider sunshine into what they do there. Uh, the same, it really applies too with the, uh, the amount of money they have in their endowment, which is millions of dollars, yet, you know, we're, we're paying huge fees in some cases to broadcast championships of taxpayer-supported schools. Uh, I've never thought the numbers they charge should be the numbers they charge. Um, I, I, I mean, should there be a rights fee? You know, sure. If there were not a rights fee, I probably wouldn't be working in some of the things I'm doing. But uh, with that said, you know, I, I think, you know, they, they opt. And this is really inside baseball, and it probably has no bearing on you as you're sitting in traffic on Arlington Boulevard or whatever. But, I mean, it, it does in a way because we have to pay incredibly big numbers to broadcast a championship game in football or basketball on the radio. Not quite as big to broadcast other sports. So the, from the radio perspective, that's my gripe. They they doubled that a couple of years ago, despite some last-minute pleas from a lot of people, including myself, because money wasn't growing on trees, and it's still not uh, at that time. You know, so – and the, the big thing with the endowment is they're playing what used to be the regional basketball tournaments at Minji's Coliseum. Rose would host the uh, girls' basketball teams, which was a perfect venue for that. Uh, because of the size of the Rose Garden, or they would play it in Fayetteville at the complex down there, the Crown Complex, and it was perfect size for for all of that because, you know, uh, Pilk, I know you don't remember this. I think Ben had just started, but, you know, my dad and I and TJ Long and I did uh, the regional games for the NFHS folks uh, the year, one of the years Farmville and Green Central played in it. And, I mean, every seat in Minji's was packed that day you know, because it was two teams, local teams playing and, you know, fans got in the big gripe now is fans aren't getting in to some of these high school gyms they're using in the regionals for what is the biggest game at that point of a, of a high school season. And you still have people that want to get out and support their, their high school, especially if they're on a potential championship run, but the high school athletic association figured out during COVID we could save money by doing this at a high school gym because the high school has to staff it. They have to provide the security. And so we're just taking in the money on its own. That may not sound like, Oh, well, it's not that much money, but if you do that over time and it's added to this endowment that they have all this worth and, and they really don't have anything that has to show for it in many ways. I mean, schools have to pay certain fees. I mean, there, there's schools out there using outdated equipment, uh, schools out there that are in poor, impoverished areas in our region, in fact, uh, that are scrapping by, yet they're, you know, the, the association is sitting on this huge endowment. So uh, to me, that's, uh, that's a big part of this. Now, I don't think this bill has as much to do with the endowment even though that is something that was talked about in its, uh, you know, inception when the idea became uh, one that gained heat, this had more to do with some lawmakers wanting to grind an axe over the appeals process. Which Q Tucker and I and I like Q. I know Q very well. She's been on this show many times. Q 
would not only hand down a penalty if there was a, um, you know, if they, example, some kid got kicked out of a game for fighting. Uh, well, there was a, if there was an appeal to that, you know, that would often include videotape evidence, Q would be the one that would decide the appeal, or at least in on the discussions to decide the appeal. So, you know, I, the, the, the system there is faulty. I don't like lawmakers and government sticking their noses in a lot of things that they shouldn't. But, you know, I, I do think this structure needs to be shifted around a little personally. And uh, I guess, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of noise on this. And that's why Q Tucker maybe feels blindsided. But you would think if it's your business to run the whole thing, it'd be your business to know if there's things that will be going uh, against you potentially. So. Uh, we'll, we'll follow up on this more, try to maybe even get Q on and let her say her piece. She's been gracious with her time in the past. I'd like to hear uh, from our guy, Rob Maloney. We probably need to catch up with Rob anyway. And, uh, you know, I think all of this would be really, really interesting. It's a story that's not going anywhere. So uh, I think it's fine to uh, to let it breathe a little bit and see where it uh, goes, especially with the uh, Cooper uh, veto. All right. Uh, if it is indeed veto, if he lets it become law, that's, it's going to be interesting to see what he does there. All right. We're going to grab a break. And when we come back, our Houston huddle for HealthWise Pharmacy on the Patrick Johnson show. Or indeed. Wells Roofing and Gutters is the easy choice. Let's hear another customer about his experience with Jim Wells. Here's Andrew DePremio. Jim is very, very reliable. He gets the job done completely. He doesn't miss anything. He's a man of his word. I've had many, many contractors, and you have to babysit them. Things aren't done properly. There's always headaches, and I've never had a headache with Jim. I have five investment properties in Washington, North Carolina and he's worked on just about all of them. So he's, he's the best contractor that I know in the area. This is Henry Hinton, and I too am a customer of Wells Roofing and Gutters. Jim Wells did the gutters on my home years ago, and I highly recommend him. He's reasonably priced, and you can count on Jim to do what he says he's going to do. If you need roofing and gutter work, call Jim Wells at 252-227-8403. That's Wells Roofing and Gutters, 252-227-8403. Have an existing shed that needs to be relocated? Then you need Carolina Sheds and Transport. Whether it's across the yard or to another town, Carolina Sheds and Transport specializes in moving your shed and getting it properly set and leveled in its new location. Plus, Carolina Shed and Transport has carport, metal structures, and new and used sheds with the largest used selection in the area. Go by their location, 3751 US 264 in Greenville, or find them on Facebook, Carolina Sheds and Transport. Chico's Mexican Restaurant in downtown Greenville is the perfect place to get all your amigos together for some Mexican food, fun, and football. Chico's has been a game day tradition for Pirate football fans since 1983. Whether the game is home or away, make it a Chico's day for some great specials and the best chips and salsa in town. Chico's Mexican Restaurant in downtown Greenville and online at chicosrestaurant.com. Go Pirates! The future of joint pain relief, it's here. It's QC Kinetics, advanced regenerative medicine. This is amazing stuff. Patrick Johnson with you here. And if you've been told more steroids or surgery are your only options, don't be so fast. Get a second opinion and learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents 
to attack that joint pain. I'm talking lasting relief. QC Kinetics doesn't mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem using concentrated healing properties placed directly in your joint to restore and repair the damaged tissue. Imagine living your life this fall with no pain in your knees, your hips, your shoulder, your back. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Call the local medical professionals and get a free consultation today. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. Call 252-765-PAIN. 252-765-PAIN. Sometimes you just don't know if you want to kiss him or slap him. Either way, he'd probably like it. The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Okay, uh, it's time now for our Houston Huddle, our weekly visit with Coach Houston uh, here on 94.3 The Game. It's courtesy of uh, Talk of the Town in the mornings where Coach Houston appears with us uh, every Tuesday at 8.05 a.m. during the uh, football season for the Pirates. Houston Huddle is brought to you by HealthWise Pharmacy. HealthWise, a full-service pharmacy serving all of your health care needs, including retail prescription medications, durable medical equipment, in-home infusions, as well as infusions in their infusion suite. And that is located at 615 B South Memorial Drive in Greenville. Houston Huddle for HealthWise Pharmacy on this Tuesday after the Pirates got a victory on Saturday over Gardner-Webb on Family Weekend. And uh, Coach Houston asked off the jump about building off that 44-zip victory. Well, we obviously played uh, much much more like what we're capable of playing Saturday night. And, you know, I, 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 that's not the Gardner-Webb team I expected. Uh, you know, I, I expected it to be a pretty tight ball game just based on uh, watching them on tape and, and seeing what they had done. But, um, you know, certainly excited about the way our, our players – you know, prepared all week last week and just and really loved the way we started the game. I thought we had a ton of energy. Uh, I thought we were playing with, you know, just a, a lot of intensity. And uh, I, I love the way our kids competed Saturday night. They, they fumbled the ball eight times, and I think we recovered six of them. So they really didn't uh, respond to the conditions uh, as well as your team did, and uh, I think we lost one fumble. And I, you know, looking at yeah. that replay, I think the officials got that wrong. Did you have any comments about that? You know, it. We definitely fumbled. Um, you know, the the thing. You know, what did did we have any kind of possession out of bounds? That, that's that's where it gets really hairy on that sideline. But it was ruled a fumble on the field, so it has to be definitive to overturn it. We've got to do a better job in the situation of keeping the ball secure as we're going down. Um, you know. Yeah, I don't know how much that one had to do with the conditions, but I thought we did a really good job with ball security all night, considering the you know how wet it was and how wet the ball was. And and no no interceptions for the first time, and that's been a problem, of course, in the first three games. So, uh, analyze uh, your quarterback situation a little bit for us. Uh, you you got to play all three of them. Well, I thought from a decision making standpoint, we we played much better. You know, we did throw the ball thirty two times. So it's not like we didn't didn't throw it the other night, uh, but we didn't put the ball in jeopardy, which that was you know that was a great improvement over the previous couple of games. But you know I thought both uh, Alex and and Mason both did some really good things the other night, and uh, I thought they really ran our offense well. Um, it was great to get Raheem some action. You know our, our fans and and everybody got to see him for the first time uh, live, and you know I told him I said you know I've, I've watched. Uh, you know, a lot of guys in that situation go out there and look really, really sloppy. But I thought he did a good job 
you know, getting in there and, and, and managing uh, the two drives he had. So I think it was a good performance by the, by the quarterbacks on the night. Coach Mike Houston joining us uh, here on Talk of the Town. It is our Houston huddle. Great to have Coach uh, with us here on the program today. Uh, Coach, uh, defensively, played a lot of guys on the front end, a lot of guys on the back end, and that should pay dividends down the road. But that was also kind of part of the game plan to, to slow Gardner-Webb a little. Well, we <clears throat> we knew they were going to try to tempo us. And, you know, fortunately, we were able to um, – you know, play really well on first down, which really kept them out of their tempo game uh, for most of the night. But we knew we'd have to play a lot of people, so we started subbing. Uh, you know, by the second series, we were rotating guys in just because we, we thought it could be a game where, you know, we're really going to have to be fresh in the fourth quarter. Um, so it was great to get a lot of guys in there. I was really pleased that we didn't have a lot of drop-off when, uh, when we started rotating guys in. Uh, you know, even there in the second half, uh, when we started playing some more guys that hadn't played a whole lot this year, uh, I thought they did a good job of of keeping the level of play up on the field. You uh, and we talked to him last night on the uh, Inside Pirate Athletics show, uh, Shane Calhoun. You wanted to get him the ball more, but he still he went out there and, and did his job. And you said probably one of the better blocking performances he's had as a pirate. I thought he played really really well, and uh, you know as we kind of look back at, it, I think we had seven seven different calls on the night that were designed to go to him and he only ended up getting one of them so I was a little disappointed in that but you know he, he's he's a complete player and that's you know he's he's always been a pretty good receiver but he's improved his blocking so much uh, and he's such a huge part of our offense and our team so it was great to see him play that way. Mike Houston's with us this morning. Pirates are um, heading to uh, Houston, Texas to play Rice on Saturday night, and uh, that's always been a, a, a tough road trip for for us back to the old Conference USA days. Coach, I don't know if you've ever been there. That stadium is huge. Uh, actually, uh, the 1972 Super Bowl was played in that stadium, and uh, I've been there. It's a, it's a big stadium, and uh, even though it's parents' weekend, uh, they'll probably have about 10,000 people there, so it's going to be uh, make-your-own-excitement kind of stuff. So let's talk about the Rice game a little bit. Well, we, you know, we've talked a little bit about that. I think that's one of the one of the challenges. And so, I uh, started talking to the players on Sunday about it. And we've had these we've had these games like this before. So, you know, it's not like our older players won't uh, won't understand what I'm talking about when we talk about bringing our own energy and got to be really into it on the sidelines. Uh, I think that'll be really really important. Uh, this is a really good football team we're playing. You know, they're averaging 35 points a game. Uh, really high powered offense. Uh, you know. Uh, Ed McCaffrey's son, Luke McCaffrey, uh, little brother of Christian McCaffrey, is maybe one of the best players we've faced all year. He is having a phenomenal year. Had 200 yards receiving against South Florida this past weekend. And, you know, JT Daniels and A.J. Pageant, the two quarterbacks, uh, both extremely talented. JT Daniels is one of the, probably one of the better uh, throwing arms in all of college football and averaging. Uh, well over 300 yards passing a game has had 400 yards passing last weekend and 400 plus against uh, Houston in their big win, uh, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago um, against the Cougars. So uh, really have our hands full uh, with their offense. What do they like to do? Are they um, are they a run run first pass uh, run first and set up the pass? Well, you know. <laughs> I know their head coach very well. We've known each other for a long, long time, and he he's an O line coach, so he wants to run the ball. But 
really they've they've with the quarterback and the receivers they have, and even the running back Connors is a really good receiver out of the backfield. Um, you know they they are an NFL style offense uh, that throws the ball very very well, um, and, and that they run it also. But they 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 really are a very potent passing football team. And you never can count on this, but you know there there a lot of a lot of uh, chatter that their quarterback who. Uh, uh, tweaked his ankle on Saturday may not be there for this game. I'm sure that doesn't matter to you, but does it create any uh, question marks about how you prepare and looking at film at the second quarterback or anything like that? A little bit. I mean, it's you know Daniels is a great thrower in the pocket, but he's not very mobile. Uh, whereas the backup Pageant is a is a solid passer, but is a very athletic dual threat guy. So we're going to have to prepare for the. You know the zone read option, the you know the quarterback design runs. We're going to have to have to prepare for that with Pageant, uh, and then we've got to prepare for Daniels and the way he throws the football because he's pretty prolific. Yeah, so before it's going, to, it's going before, to create a challenge. Before we go to Patrick, I wanted I wanted to mention uh, something about that because uh, when Gardner Webb brought in their second string quarterback on Saturday night, I was like, uh oh, this guy is slippery and he can run. And we've had trouble with guys like this. But, you know, Saturday night, he didn't get anything. And it looked to me like uh, the defense was always where they were supposed to be. Now, I'm not a coach, and, you know, I don't – I'm not like these guys on the message boards that know more than the coaches. <laughs> but, I, but I'm looking at the field, and I'm like, man, every time that guy looks like he's going to get loose, we got somebody there. And so it looks like the defense was really solid in – in in, uh, in in being where they were supposed to be Saturday night, was I seeing it correctly? Well, some. some. I, I always get, I always some. always get scared. I always get scared with a quarterback like that, and I, that's yeah. why I told Trey. Uh, you know, when we had the injury timeout with their player out there, I was like, "Where did you find this young kid?" I said, "He is really explosive, and uh, you know, he, he's just a young quarterback that has a lot of ability." But those kind of guys really create problems, and so they they really really scare you. Coach, you talked about uh, maybe changing some things up in the, the weekly preparation and how you guys go about uh, doing things a little bit last week. Will, will any of that translate over to a road trip this week being the first conference game and, and just maybe some of your methodology in into making that decision? Yeah, we, you know, we, we've uh, – I like some of the changes we made. And, you know, just – I just think looking at how you do things – uh, you know, we we uh, we trimmed down practice a little bit last week. We put some competition at the end of practice last week, uh, really challenging our kids to focus uh, late in practice. You know, kind of translating that to you know focusing in the fourth quarter because let's be honest, you know we've we've you know failed in the fir- fourth quarter against uh, App and Marshall in two very winnable games, and so uh, you know just trying to get them to focus late in practice and compete at a higher level late in practice more. Um, we kind of changed up our, our late week routine to get our kids off their feet a little bit more and, you know, not, not be, you know, meet quite so much. And, uh, I thought they really responded to all those changes, uh, very well. I thought it brought a little bit more energy to us, uh, throughout the week. I thought that, uh, we were a little bit fresher, uh, Saturday night. And so, uh, you know, we're going to continue to try to look at those things. I, I just think, you know, you can sit here and, and do things the way you do it because you've always done it that way. But I think we're always looking for ways to, to tweak and change because every year is different. Every group of players is different. I didn't get a chance to ask you this last night, Coach, uh, but we really didn't 
talk about special teams. I, I think your coverage, particularly Saturday from from the special teams units, was was excellent. We we alluded to it a little bit with Bond, but uh, on the whole, uh, the coverage was outstanding on Saturday. Yeah, I think you know I think overall our our special teams have been very solid. Uh, you know, through the first four games. Um, you know, there's a, a couple of the kicks the other night I wasn't very happy with, and you know, some right. people may right. want to try to blame that on the conditions, but you got to be able to handle the conditions. You know, that's part of it. You know, so, uh, but I think uh, you know our coverage units have been very good. Um, you know, we really should have had a block punt. You know, we had a, a we schemed it up, and and our player was there, and he he said, "Well, I was, I was afraid I was going to rough the punt." And I was like, "Well, just stick your hand out." I mean, it, we work that stuff all the time, and he had he was there. He should have blocked it, but. Um, I think I think that uh, Coach Doust and the other coaches are doing a really solid job with our with our special teams right now. Coach Mike Houston and our Houston Huddle coach, I gotta I gotta say that uh, you know I said this on the air yesterday, and I want to say it to you personally. Uh, you know, you, it would be very easy after the start that you'd had, and then some of the fans getting negative and stuff. For for you guys as coaches to kind of uh, lose these uh, young players and. Uh, it, it was evident uh, Saturday night they were ready to play, and and uh, you know that's a that's a skill, that's a good, that's a that's a sign of leadership. I got to hand it to you for that. Um, you had them ready to play, and uh, they very easily could have come out uh, Saturday night if they had not had good leadership and and not showed that kind of intensity. But I mean they <laughs> they didn't look like an zero and three football team on Saturday night. So for that, I gotta I gotta give you kudos. Well, I, I appreciate that, but you know the one thing you know we are you are what your record says you are, and that's what Bill Parcells used to always say. But but this is a good football team, and and we've got a bunch of really good kids that that are passionate about pirate football, and they're passionate about the way we represent our university. And uh, I'm proud of them. I love every day with them. I'm blessed to have you know this group, and uh, and we all we're all frustrated. I mean, you think. You know, fans are fr- we're fr- we're more frustrated than anybody because you know this is this is what you pour everything into year round, and uh, you can't do anything about the first three, and you can't do anything about some of the mistakes we've made or some of the places we haven't played as well or or prepared as well or whatever. Uh, but you can control today, and that's our focus: is having a great Tuesday uh, and getting ready for a, a challenging road game. Uh, I know you mentioned. Now I don't exactly know what all our record is down at Rice, but I know it, it has been a little bit of a struggle. Uh, so you know we got a lot to prove going down there, and you know try to try to bring back a conference win. Coach Houston on our Houston Huddle. It's brought to you by Healthwise Pharmacy, and uh, Healthwise, a full service pharmacy serving all of your healthcare needs, including. Retail prescription medications, durable medical equipment, in-home infusions, as well as infusions in their infusion suite. And that is located on South Memorial Bar, uh, South Memorial Drive at uh, 615B in Greenville. All right, great stuff from uh, Coach Houston. Our coverage begins on Saturday at 4 p.m. with our Pirate Game Day countdown fueled by Bush Light. We'll also have <clears throat> for you uh, that day um uh pregame coverage beginning at five o'clock no six o'clock from uh houston as the uh, pirates uh and 107.9 wnct will join the ecu sports network okay uh philip the ref pilkington 
will give us an update now. We'll have a pirate report from him, and then uh, we'll hear from some ECU players in a pirate report coming up. So uh, still a lot to get to as far as uh, ECU football goes, but right now, during the mid-break of our program, here is Philip the Ref Pilk with a sports update and pirate report. Pilk. Thanks, Patrick. We will start in Pirate Athletics as the Pirates got their first win of the 2023 campaign this past Saturday over Garden Web. Both quarterbacks saw some action, that being Alex Flynn and Mason Garcia. And last night on Inside Pirate Athletics, Coach Mike Houston said that both quarterbacks will need to be available down the stretch. People may not want to hear it, but we're going to need both of them down the stretch now. It's it's This is going to be a deal where both of them are going to play and, and we're going to need them. Conference play begins this Saturday at 7 o'clock against Rice, which can be heard right here on 94.3 The Game with the network pregame beginning at 6 and our Bush Light Pirate Game Day countdown beginning at 4 p.m. Late yesterday afternoon, the Ryder Cup tee times were announced both Friday and Saturday morning. The morning foursomes will begin at 1.35 a.m. Eastern and the afternoon four ball at 6.25 a.m. Eastern. The first singles match will go off at 5.35 a.m. on Sunday morning. The Carolina Hurricanes will start their preseason action tonight by hosting the Tampa Bay Lightning at 7 p.m. inside PNC Arena. Most of the regular skaters are not expected to play. However, there will be two familiar faces in net as Freddie Anderson and Petor Kachekov are expected to be the netminders. The location for College Game Day has been announced. It will be out or in the Abel Quad in front of the iconic Duke Chapel when Game Day heads to Durham for the first time as far as football goes, of course this Saturday. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Flash update and pirate report. We will be back on the other side of this time out with our pirate report. Big tax credits are back. Get a 30% tax credit up to $2,000 off your new Mitsubishi electric heat pump install. Let Comfort Master help you take advantage of the tax credits with a qualifying Mitsubishi electric ducted heat pump or non-ducted Mitsubishi electric mini splits. Mitsubishi electric mini splits are ideal for bonus rooms, garages, or sunrooms. If you need a new HVAC unit, call Comfort Master today. Call Comfort Master. Call Comfort Master. Need $1,000 to $10,000 immediately for a gift for someone special, car repairs, or unexpected expenses? Time Financing Service offers competitive loan rates. Apply online and get your answer in less than an hour in most cases. Then you can pick up the cash at any of our 24 convenient locations. Apply online 24-7 at timefinancing.com. That's timefinancing.com. Time Financing Service. All loans subject to current credit policy of Time Financing Service. One-hour loan approval and same-day cash in most circumstances. Exceptions may apply. It's tailgate season, and at Moore's Barbecue, we have the perfect packages to meet your needs. From our backyard barbecue pack to our family feast pack, we will make sure that your tailgate stands out and no one leaves hungry. Come on into any of our locations in Winterville, New Bern, Swansboro, Moorhead City, or Jacksonville, and bring the whole family. There's enough great food for everyone. We're sure you'll agree if it's not Moore's, it's less. 
Turn your car into cash with an instant Kelly Blue Book offer from Barber Hendrick Honda in Greenville. Go online to barberhendrickhonda.com to value your trade, explore inventory, and apply for financing all from the comfort of home. At Barber Hendrick Honda, we have great deals on new inventory and an extensive used inventory that includes all makes and models. Schedule service for your vehicle online and take advantage of our monthly specials. Barber Hendrick Honda, a proud member of the Eastern North Carolina community at the point of Greenville Boulevard and Memorial Drive. Greeting friends of Eastern North Carolina. If you're looking for a great place to work with competitive pay and a multitude of advanced opportunities, Pitt County Schools is hiring. We employ over 3,500 people and we're one of the largest employers in Pitt County. We are currently seeking teachers, bus drivers, school nutrition personnel, facility staff, custodians, clerical staff, and more. We offer advanced leadership opportunities to our educators and competitive pay for our skilled labor force. If you want to be part of a thriving school system that focuses on educating students, growing our employees, and promoting positive mental and physical health habits, we encourage you to become a part of our Pitt County Schools family to help ensure success for the future of Eastern North Carolina. To fill out an application, visit our website today at pittschools.org. That's pittschools.org. And remember, education is truly a team effort. Pitt County Schools, live and lead. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. All right, uh, ECU will uh, be uh, grabbing uh, hopefully a first conference victory when they head to uh, Houston, Texas this Saturday. Pirates will be playing Rice in that cavernous stadium there. Uh, we'll uh, hear from some of the ECU players who spoke to the media today right now. Uh, we'll start with uh, offensive lineman Dustin All said it felt great to get the first victory of 2023. Hit it. It felt great. I mean, the morale was kind of down the past couple weeks, but I mean, we kind of kept our head down and kept working and showing up on Sunday with a win felt a lot better watching the film, that's for sure. And he added that five rushing touchdowns helped boost the uh, OL's morale boost the morale for everyone i mean showing that we can physically dominate the line of scrimmage and get in the end zone uh feels good he also talked about uh the rice owls they're a little bit smaller but it's not they're still physical i mean they're strong guys up front uh on third downs they're going to try to test us with their ids and stuff like that um as long as we can stay on the same page we should be fine and uh, there were some changes made to the offensive line prior uh, to the Gardner-Webb game, and uh, Dustin Hall gave his thoughts on that. I feel like it worked out great. I mean, uh, we're just trying to find the best the best fit out of all five of us. I feel like um, putting Owen at tackle helped us a lot. Um, and then me being in the middle, I still feel like you can still see IDs and stuff like that. So anytime uh, we have any like confusion, I feel like we can get on the same page still. All right, and he talked about his chemistry with Hampton Ergel as well. If he sees something that I don't, he'll tell me, like back when I was at center. Um, kind of the same thing if I see something. Because when you get your head down and hand on the ball, it's a little bit different. You can't see things that you can, like two feet to your left. Um, so if I see something, we'll change it. This is interesting. Uh, Hall says if you can play inside, you can move to tackle easily. If you can play 
inside you can play anywhere. I feel like if you move out to tackle, you're fine. If you move into guard, center, you're fine. Um, especially playing center, I feel like you, you know everybody's job. And then uh, with him coming back in the middle, I feel like we'll be fine. All right, uh, and uh, we now move on to Javius Bond, uh, and he talked about his first career touchdown. Uh, I say it was fun. I mean, everybody was hyped being with the team, real energetic, felt good. Uh, also, uh, Bond talked about uh, how coming in for the spring semester has helped him this season. Uh, it helped me a lot, especially being able to play in the spring games and actually get that game environment and get everybody going full speed, catching on with the plays and actually seeing it live. It helped a lot coming early. All right, today's uh, Pirate Report here on uh, the Patrick Johnson Show in 94.3 The Game. Uh, and uh, Bond was asked about uh, how having so much confidence despite being a freshman. Really Hit just it. coming up, playing a lot of playing a lot of ball, baseball, basketball, really just playing a lot of sports, you know. Uh, I was the same way in high school, you know. I started as a true freshman in high school too, ninth grade, so kind of felt the same a little bit. So that kind of helped just being – and being with Roger, a lot of older kids, they kind of helped push me along too. I sent you a text, Pilk. I expect an answer. Uh <laughs> oh really? <laughs> well, we can't say anything about that, can we? <laughs> Guess not. <laughs> pa- Patrick uh, loves, loves to amuse himself for the audience. If you didn't know, yeah, yeah. All right, um, Raekwon Boyette, and uh, he's just a great coach, great guy as well. Uh, and uh, this was uh, Javius Bond on the relationship with Raekwon Boyette. Coach Boyette, that's my dude, man. Coach Boyette, always the same person. He always hyped no matter what. But he always liked to see us to see all the players. So me being a running back and being with, being with him all the time, he be on me for good and bad. So he be excited for anything I do, grades, anything. Pilk, you uh, need to, to clip that at the beginning. That's my dude. Will do. And we Will need do. to put, put that in the rotation of sound clips. That was great. All right. Uh, Bond on having uh, block more in college. That's the big adjustment these running backs struggle with making is having to block in the passing game. Where in high school, they hardly ever do that. So uh, let's hear what JV said about that. Big difference. I really didn't have to block at high school, so coming to college and actually having to block is a big difference, especially being my size. Yeah, they, you know, I think they've trying to pick on me a little bit, but I, I feel like I'll hold it together. See, I told you, right, Pilk? You don't have to block if you're a running back in high no, school. No, especially when you're a kid like Javius Bond. You get the ball every play. Right. He was probably the best player in the conference, if I had to guess. I don't know oh, if yeah. he was high school, but yeah. The thing about him uh, that impressed me is he's he's playing coverage on special teams. And he's laying the lumber. Yeah. And then he gets out there and he's still hype, but he just, you know, he's so steady running the, the football uh, or catching it or whatever. All right. Uh, now, Alex Harper, the long snapper, uh, talking about having to deal with those chores of uh, long snapping in less than ideal weather conditions Saturday. Honestly, the preparation is the same as any other game. You know, you just, you got to trust your form. You got to trust all the practice and the work you put into it. And, just know everyone else is playing under the same condition. So, you know, they might be tough, but 
you know, we have a job to do and we got to go out there and do it no matter the conditions. All right. Uh, Harper says it's amazing to be a pirate. It's amazing. I mean, I grew up like a five minute drive from the stadium. So to be able to run out of the smoke on Saturday in Dowdy Ficklin, I mean, it's everything I've ever wanted. And, you know, I, I take this very seriously. And I'm just so grateful for the opportunities that Houston and the coaching staff have given me. And I, just, I love Greenville and I love the Pirates, man. All right. Uh, Alex Harper on the duties being split and only snapping on punts this uh, go round because of it. Well, each phase is is very very important um colby garfield is obviously doing the field goals right now and he's done a phenomenal job with it um you know it just it depends on you know the different strengths that we both have um and coach houston coach tesh and coach deween have worked with us and um you know they thought it would be best for us to split the split the responsibilities and i feel like we've both done a pretty good job so far this year especially with the help of coach deween he's helped us a lot Speaking of Coach DeWeen, uh, Coach, uh, rather, Alex Harper with uh, some praise for him. It's so helpful. You know, Coach DeWeen, when he came to the staff, um, you know, he was a punter in college, so he actually has, you know, the insight of being a specialist and has that experience. Uh, he's been, you know, not just with our technique and stuff and working with us in practice, but also on the mental side of it, you know, because, you know, he knows what it's like to go out there, you know, for you got one play and you need to do your job. So he, he, especially for me, he's helped me a lot on the mental side of the game as well. And uh, last one here is uh, Alex Harper on uh, the process of being recruited as a long snapper. It's tough, man, because, you know, call it the recruiting process for everybody is hard. Um, but for, for especially, especially long snappers, you know, there's like, I mean, we have four guys here, and a lot, a lot of places would consider that to be a lot. So, I mean, if you're an in-state kid, you know, you're a senior in high school, there's only maybe one or two schools, you know, looking for a guy. So it's really you, you guys send out a lot of tape. Mm -hmm. Send out a lot of tape and go to a, on a lot of visits. And, you know, I don't know. It's, just, it's tough, man. All right. That is uh, today's Pirate Report. Pilk, do you want to seize or follow up on anything that was said, or uh, are you good? Uh, I just want to give a little praise to the O-line, man. They, uh, a lot of guys got moved into different spots this week, and they uh, they didn't miss a beat, and I was, I was proud of the way the O-line played. We're going to uh, have on the other side of uh, this timeout a uh, wrap-up segment for you. Uh, a little response from uh, yesterday, a little uh, response uh, to uh, some of the news items going on in the world of sports, and uh, a lot more. So uh, a timeout, and we'll come back and wrap things up on a Tuesday with the Patrick Johnson Show. This is John Gavigan with the Gavigan Agency. Our top priority is doing what is best for our members. Whether you're buying a new vehicle, a new home, protecting your family with life insurance, or filing a claim, our agency will be there every step of the way. Our goal is to become a trusted advisor for you and your family for all of your personal and commercial insurance needs. Give us a call in Greenville at 756-1400 for a car, home, business, or life insurance quote today. And give us the opportunity to show you the benefits of doing business with someone who cares. Fifth Street Hardware is the home of the $9 lunch special Tuesday through Fridays. $9 specials every day, including the famous Burger Day on Tuesdays. 
Flatbread Pizza Wednesday, the famous 5th Street Hardware Reuben on Thursday, and Fried Fish or Shrimp on Friday. Plus trivia on Wednesday nights and live music every Thursday nights. And the Prime Rib Brunch Buffet has returned on Sundays. You heard that right. The Brunch Buffet with all the great items including Prime Rib, 5th Street Hardware, and downtown Greenville. I'm with Lee Spain of Spain Telecom. Lee, how is the telephone system business? The phone system business is constantly changing, and Spain Telecom has evolved over the years with the technology. What do you do for businesses in Eastern North Carolina? Spain Telecom provides great phone system products. We provide on-premise or voice over IP. We also sell used systems to save our clients money. We also provide excellent customer service, and we do all of the wiring ourselves. Lee, what do businesses want today? They're looking for someone they can trust, and we always stand behind our sales and service. Some are looking for options for an affordable basic phone system, and some are looking for the system to be able to connect to their employees' mobile phones and have all the latest technology. We sell and service all kinds of phone systems. Call Lee Spain and Spain Telecom today, 252-353-2006. That's 252-353-2006 and online at spain-telecom.com. Time now for an update from Town Insurance. I've got my friend Jim Clement in the studio with me. Jim, great to see you. What's new at Town Insurance? What's new, Henry, is our growth in this state. We have now exceeded $60 million in revenue with 300 employees over both states, Virginia and North Carolina. But North Carolina, our footprint goes from Corolla down to Wilmington to Kinston, Greenville, Raleigh, and our newest operation in Charlotte. So, Jim, what does that mean for all of your clients and uh, friends in eastern North Carolina? Because of town's massive resources, meaning access to more companies, and markets, we are able to serve all of our clients right here in eastern North Carolina with their personal lines, their commercial lines, their life and health needs, or their small business needs. We continue to hear more and more about town insurance, and uh, it's great to have you in here giving us an update today. How about people who aren't doing business with you right now in eastern North Carolina? What would you say to them? Come to town today. What's the telephone number? 756-8300. And now... The stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. So Hulk Hogan got married yesterday, uh, Pilt. Let me guess, for the fourth time? Fifth no, time? no, no, no. 70-year-old Hulk got married to his uh, 45-year-old fiance Sky Daly. So not quite encroaching on Ron Wood or Bill Wyman territory of, you know, a guy in their 60s or 70s dating a teenage model like a 19 year old but i hear you hulk my hero he's getting married for a third time hey i was close i said fourth and let me tell you something one time baby (laughs) one time that's it 
I mean, I can I can maybe understand people wanting to get married married a second time, you know, if it doesn't work out the first time. And I'm not judging you on that, but it also seems like um, third time is. I mean, if you had got it right the first two times, right? Yeah, and I think that just proves that you got bad judgment. I'm not saying you're a bad person. I think your judgment's bad. If, if you can't, yeah, get you right could the have first bad judgment. Yeah. 25. I know somebody out there who's been married like three or four times. It's barking. I have people in my family been married three times. No, I've got one. I've got plenty that have been married three, four, five. Yeah. <laughs> I don't try and hide it. I, I've got I got weirdos in my family just like everybody else. I'm not afraid to admit we it. We all do, Bill. That's that's the th- family. We all got it. You know, did I haven't uh, discussed this, but uh, I've recently found out I have a uh, uh, and an uncle I didn't know I had, uh, my mom's brother. And so that's been, my sister met him out in Nashville this, uh, past weekend when she was out there. That's cool. I think he's coming to Thanksgiving. There you go. The man. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be cool to see him. He's listening to me somewhere. I don't know if he's listened to me on this show or, or somewhere, but he's listening to me. He was telling my sister yesterday or over the weekend, uh, Pilk, you're a uh, baseball nerd. I am. Are my cubbies going to make it in? I think they will. Okay, I feel good about it. Because I'm going, I'm, I'm firmly back on the bandwagon. If that's the case, yeah. Um, the the nice thing about the situation I'm in right now is my team's not in all this crazy debacle, which is it's it's kind of fun to sit back and watch. But yeah, because right. you know you swept the Rockies, which the Rockies are awful. But um, sure, you know the Braves have not been playing well since they clinched the division. And uh, I know the Milwaukee thing will be tough, but uh, I think if you can take two out of three against the Braves, you're probably in a good spot here. Um, I don't think Miami – well, my phone is lagging. I was going to see who Miami plays the last couple games in Arizona, but my phone doesn't well, work. Well, I want you to uh, consider this because, uh, look, the best baseball is October baseball. We all know of that. Course. And uh, the pitch timer uh, – had a substantial effect in 2023, right? It did. So far, there have only been nine games of 330 or longer this season. Now, that might seem long to you because, you know, but take into consideration that 231 major league games in 2022 were three and a half hours or longer. 390, which is the record in 2021. So obviously the pitch clock's gonna. I I, I think it, there was guy. There were guys who did baseball on radio, uh, complaining earlier in the year because everything was so snappy and they weren't able to uh, drone on and on and on and tell stories and that kind of thing. And I and I understand uh, their frustration in that, but uh, nobody really works solo now on radio. I was gonna say if you work solo like. Vince Scully, you probably just mastered it and you just weaved the stories in through and would have been fine with the pitch clock. But uh, everybody's got probably not a lot of time for the analyst to say or do anything. Yeah, I've noticed but, watching uh, on TV, they, they're they kind of struggling to get stories in. And, you know, the play-by-play doesn't, guy doesn't have to give as much on TV, but still they were struggling a little bit to get in stories. And I couldn't imagine on radio. I haven't, watched, I haven't listened to much MLB on radio this year. No, I, I you know, I haven't. I haven't either, um, but you know, obviously, in the fall uh, with October coming, it's a little more of uh, something you listen to, especially if my cubbies are involved uh, in it 
this year. So I'm excited about that, Pill. I'm excited. Who will you root for? Will you root for my Cubbies? Yeah, I can this, root for uh, your Cubbies. <laughs> my Red Sox won't make it. Go, go, Because, <laughs> yeah, my socks are not going to be in it. And then with my dad being from Colorado, I do support the Rockies, and well, they're going to lose 100 okay. games. So they're not going right. to be in it. So, yeah. I don't, I, you know, I, I don't think your Red Sox had a legitimate chance, even though you, I probably picked them in the preseason. But the Yankees not making it is a, is a fail, isn't it? It's a big fail. Yeah, right? I had the Yankees making. I need to pull up our picks here. We're, we're we're on low on time today, but it's something we can talk about here the next few days. Yeah, we'll talk about it as but, we get um, into uh, yeah, October just, baseball coming up. It was abysmal. I was kind of hoping they'd lose eighty two games. They haven't had a losing record since like ninety two, and I was wanting to see them have a losing record once in my lifetime. But it looks like they're going to at least win eighty two, eighty one, eighty two, probably. But yeah, them not making it is ugh. the Red Sox never had the pitching to make it. No, and you didn't pick them, thankfully. But I don't yeah. know. Maybe you did. We need to look that up. All right. Uh, great job by Philip the Ref Pilkey today. Thanks to Coach Houston for being with us. And uh, thanks to all our guys behind the scenes making this happen. I think we're going to stick with the new setup for now. We'll make some changes, but it's fine. I'm told it sounds better. Need to do something about the look, though. I need I need to help with my looks. All right, uh, we'll be back in the morning, 7 a.m. on Talk of the Town. Uh, and uh, the Chancellor of ECU will be Looking with us tomorrow morning. Maybe so a uh, shed, listen man to Dr. Cave, Rogers on there, and then if so, back here East tomorrow Carolina at 5 with Doug Martin on the Patrick Johnson. They carry woodshed, small and large, is proud. online. East Carolina Outdoor Products also has a full line of custom steel buildings, including carports, garages, workshops, and commercial-graded structures. They